morning, everyone. This week's Torah portion talks about leadership. And it talks about the Jewish monarch, the Jewish king. The Torah says you should appoint a king. And we know that in Jewish law, there are many laws about the honor and the respect that is due to a Jewish king. However, at the very same time, the Torah goes to great lengths to say how the king should not exalt himself above his brethren. And therefore, he should not have too much power, too much gold, too much silver. He should not have too many wives. And then the Torah says he should have two Torah scrolls, one that stays in the palace and one that he carries with him constantly so that he does not become haughty, arrogant, and exalted above his brethren. And Maimonides discusses at great length how the Jewish king has to treat everyone with kindness and compassion, treat the most powerful and the most powerless equally. And the question is, if the Torah tells us that the king has to be so humble, why does the Torah tell us at the same time to afford the king so much honor and respect? And the answer is that there are three types of leaders. Of course, we know there are the cruel and wicked leaders, the despots, the dictators. Just look at Putin and the war, the unnecessary war he started, which has cost the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, but to no concern to him, just seeking more and more power and self-aggrandizement and wealth. And then you have what we have in our democratic society, democratically elected leaders. And while democracy is the best political system today, it does have one flaw. And that is, as the Talmud says, that sometimes leadership is like the face of a dog. Why is leadership sometimes like the face of a dog? Because when you see a master walking their dog, it looks like the dog is leading the way and the master is following. But the truth is that the master is leading the way because the master has the dog on a leash and he could pull the dog and redirect it at any time. And so too, while leaders are supposed to be out front leading, very often the one who holds the leash is the people which in a way is a good thing because the people have the power. But on the other hand, the politician or the leader is always looking at the polls and the ratings and counting votes and doing not what is principled or correct based on values and truth, but based on what will earn them more votes. And therefore the Torah says the true leader is someone who is humble, like Moses, the first leader in Israel, who is not motivated by ego or power but rather carries a Torah scroll wherever they go, subjecting themselves to the true leadership of the King of all kings, Almighty God. And therefore, the King is a servant of the people, devoted to the nation, and at the same time, the enforcer of the laws of the Torah and the instructions of the King of all kings, so that they do not compromise their values or principles just to gain popularity. And therefore, that's precisely why the Jewish king deserves so much honor, because they've transcended their own ego. It's not about them. The Jewish king and the Jewish leader, it's not about their self-aggrandizement or even their self-fulfillment or self-expression, but it's purely to do what is right for the people and what is correct in the eyes of God. Every human being is a leader. You're a leader in your family, in your community, amongst your friends. And like the Jewish king, we always have to carry ourselves with humility treating everyone equally, showing everyone kindness and compassion, and never compromising our ideals or values just to gain more acceptance and popularity. Indeed, when you could achieve that, you're truly worthy of honor because it's not your honor, it's the honor of Hashem and the Torah 
the values that you stand for and embody. Yesterday, the world lost a great leader, Mikhail Gorbachev, who introduced Glasnost in 1985, which led to the collapse of the Iron Curtain and three million Jews gained freedom, both by immigrating to Israel and within Russia. All these reforms allowed freedom of religion for the first time. He was a man who knew that he was risking all his power and indeed lost his power because of a conviction, because of a belief that freedom of religion and faith and the right to immigrate to your country should be allowed and believed that there needed to be an end and spoke out when he received the hero's welcome in Israel, spoke out loudly and clearly against anti-Semitism. He is an example of a leader who led based on convictions rather than on maintaining power or control. I tell a story about a father who took his son into the field to collect wheat during the harvest time. And the son, the little boy, saw that there were many stalks of wheat. Some of them were standing tall and erect, and others were hanging with bent over. And he saw that his father was going to gather all the stalks of wheat that were bent over and ignoring the ones that were ten standing tall and erect. And so the son said to his father, Daddy, why don't you take the good ones, the ones that are standing really tall and erect? And his father said, my son, it's just the opposite. The ones that are standing tall and erect are empty of any grain, and therefore they stand so tall and straight. The ones that are hung over are the ones that are filled with an abundance of grain. So too, there's an expression of a pompous person that he or she walks around with their nose in their ear, with their head held high. That person usually is lightheaded on top, does not have real substance. A person who has great substance is filled with grain, spiritual grain. That person walks with humility, with acknowledgement that while I may be gifted and blessed and have tremendous abilities, all of them are given to me by God, the King of all kings, and therefore I bow my head in honor and recognition and follow the will of the King of all kings. Have a wonderful day.